welcome back to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan, and that's Matt. Matt, you want to be the teacher, don't want to go to school, don't want to do the dishes, just want to eat the food. <laughs> Ryan, we've been lovers on a mission, so let's take an intermission. And speaking of lovers on a mission, I'm here with, we, we don't have just Matt, but Rachel D. Rachel, uh, well, it's like cranes in the sky. Sometimes I don't want to feel those metal clouds. Just be glad you have the whole wide world, guys. <laughs> Boom. Privilege checked. <laughs> um, guys, we are talking about uh, a seat at the table, the recent Billboard uh, uh, 200 uh, album chart topping album by Solange. Um, and it is it is it's an album, you know. We will always do a lot of buildup and say, uh, and then tell you to go listen to the album, uh, and we will do that. But go listen to the album. Uh, this is a, an absolute. Uh, it was a, a, a commercial hit, um, and it has definitely um, been an album um, that's that's prompted just quite a lot of kind of. This will be an album that will be talked about, I think, for the rest of the year, uh, especially you know, now that it is uh, mid October. Uh, we'll be talking about it for quite some time, and then resume talking about. It uh, at the time of uh, album and uh, of end of the year album list um, because it is it is a major um, a major piece uh, a major artistic statement a concept album um, and and kind of a concept album and and thus also very of the moment right that uh, last week with uh, Frank Ocean's Blonde we talked a bit about how this is the the kind of the genre there is a genre of kind of. Um, politically aware kind of multi-genre pop, hip-hop, R&B albums is kind of the album uh, style of uh, of 2016. And so A Seat at the Table um, I think fits in that trend. It's different in some important ways, um, but similar in a lot of important ways. Um, and and there's just uh, and so uh, immerse yourself in it. And it's a a long experience. I think it is. They're about uh, is just short of an hour. Um, and there are um, something along the line of 21 tracks. Um, but many of those are also spoken word interludes, um, either by um, uh, Solange's uh, parents um, or uh, especially in the latter part of the album by uh, by the. Um, uh, New Orleans rapper and uh, entrepreneur Master P uh, of No Limit Records, um, and so that again, it is a kind of multidisciplinary, um, uh, a multidisciplinary piece. I mean, do you guys have any any use cases that you would uh, recommend for uh, for this album? Uh, what things to do while putting this on? I, to me, it was not a bad knowledge work album. I mean, that's, you know, it's uh, just because, like, as if you don't listen to the lyrics too closely, <laughs> the vibe is very chill. And so it's good for, uh, it's good for you know, that, that sort of, like, focused flow state that you try to achieve when you're doing, uh, when you're doing knowledge work. Because there aren't, uh, I think it's, it's la- I want to talk about its lack of hookiness um, later on. But I think that that actually gives it kind of an ambient uh an ambient flavor i would this wouldn't be like exercise music to me unless it was like cool down uh exercise sort of music for some like uh for some like nice yoga stretches at the end of uh at the end of a long run or something like that but uh it's not um yeah it's it's not uh it's not pep you up music and it's not really fall asleep music it's more like steady i don't know do you feel like this would be good makeout music I don't know if it's interesting because I actually I I also kind of tried tried to play this album while doing knowledge work and I almost found it too too ambient and like sad for the knowledge work. Like I, I <laughs> found because your knowledge work is already ambient and sad. <laughs> I suppose yeah no I was doing like I was working and I I just. It's like the 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 music was kind of s- sort of like sad enough that it wasn't kind of like I think for knowledge work for me I need something like mindlessly driving the like like caffeine or something right like this is a task I need to dispose of you know but like this music was so I'm kind of like arresting and it's, and it's kind of emotional. Like there's a lot of last, like there's in the emotional sadness. Um, and like the, the, there's a lot of feeling that made it hard almost to like, it just, it couldn't be ignored. I really kind of wanted to, 
to like sit in a quiet room and read a book and like, you know, in, indulge in the fact that it was foggy outside and, and raining periodically today. Right. Like it was it was like I wanted to sit in a room and drink tea and kind of stare at a wall. Yeah, it's contemplative. Right? It's, it's very contemplative. Yeah. It, to me, it's almost you feel the contemplative energy and then it, it sort of made me want to. It made it hard to like use it as sort of like driving ambient music right. because I, I felt well, that strong contemplative energy. Right? Why am I not contemplating right now? Mm-hmm. Like uh, I should be contemplating. Um, I, you know, it is interesting. I actually did uh, did run to this album uh, today, and it, it actually it's interesting because um, we'll, we, can, we'll, we can get into this. You had like, the most you had the most soul searching run that you ever uh, that you every, ever experienced. Every right? run is an exploration into the self, uh, <laughs> no matter. Uh, what the destination you're running in words. Um, no, I, I think what's what's very interesting though is that um, that that even though and in, 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 like there are elements of chillness, whether it's in the dynamics uh, or in song structures, like that actually the tempo of many songs is actually a decent um, BPM for running, right? And so that this is an interesting kind of thing, and it varies throughout the album, um, but especially songs like uh, like Junie, uh, which is among the more hot, uh, high tempo, but there is kind of a beat, that, that there are kind of um, uh, cranes in the sky also um, has this kind of, uh, th- there is a percussiveness to most, if not um, uh, many of these tracks, or many if not most of these tracks, that that um actually is at a tempo that kind of nets out at, at about um a kind of uh eight to eight and a half minute mile but it doesn't feel like you're go it doesn't feel like fast music um and so that that there is a a kind of lot of space even though the the kind of beat is a scaffolding there's a lot of um space between that and i think that all of these things are, are, are of a piece right these kinds of a sense of space a sense of, a sense of airiness a sense of meditation or, or contemplation. Um, so, so take this in under advisement, um, and, or maybe do none of these things because uh, there is a place where, you know, the, um, you know, the manifest content, uh, you know, of the, of the album may also make you want to act, may make you want to do something, um, and, and, uh, and, you know, take social action, political action. Um, and so spend some time with the album, engage with it, uh, in a way that, that definitely grabs your attention and, and allow yourself to feel both the mood of the album and of the instrumentation and the kind of emotional content of, of the lyrics. Um, and once you've done that, um, meet us back here for the discussion. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, you maybe, you know, go back. If you already paused once, uh, great. Welcome back. Um, and, uh, and, and maybe you pause again and spend another hour. Uh, and if you did not pause now, now's a good time to pause, uh, and then meet us back here, uh, for a discussion of a seat at the table, uh, after this word from our, commercial sponsors would you like a seat at the table yeah i've I, i've just been pe- pacing around here all, all, all day well for the most stylish seats at your stylish dining table go to design within reach where you can have masterpieces of modern architectural design for a fraction of what they would cost at other outlets Wait, this this chair seems to be sized in a way to exclude me. I, it's uncomfortable to sit in, and I, I can't. I I seem to like be hitting the edge of the table. This can't be the seat that was made for me. Not it's- only is it sized to exclude you, it's priced to exclude you as well. With the Gary high sticking high back chair designed by Frank Gary for Noel, starting at three thousand one hundred twenty seven dollars per seat you'll be spending your life savings and you'll owe your uh, you'll owe your soul and not just your credit card bill the- to design within reach well this is well within my reach what's wrong with you rachel and my head is literally under the table <laughs> design within reach within reach of the upper class and we are back ryan i have a question uh yes is it for me or for rachel it's for either of you 
Uh, it's for either of you. This, this, uh, this commercially successful, artistically ambitious amalgam of R and B, hip hop, pop music, uh, performed by, uh, written and performed by, uh, remarkably talented, uh, 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 artists and backed by incredible producers. Your, your, uh, Solange and Seat at the Table, your Frank Oceans, your Beyonce's Lemon. Your, you know, um, Chance the Rappers, your Life of Pablo's. Can you hum me a single song off of any one of these albums? Hmm. (laughs) Was that Ultralight Beam? Yeah! You want, I mean, do you want us to actually yeah, yeah, go, 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 go. Hey, hey, that was uh, that was Beyonce. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, may, maybe I'm full of shit, but I actually don't think I'm full of shit, right? Like. Uh, we're troll. We're troll. Troll recognized troll. <laughs> so I think the right question is not can you hum it, right. but sh- but should you hum oh, it? You're, you're, I think you're feeling like, and I I I have sometimes felt this too. Like there's kind of, um melodically like uh, there's like not there it's like hard melodically to get hooked on on some of those songs they're not hooky yeah i mean that's yeah. the th- you know and and that's the thing and that's the thing that like uh, i you know and i don't know i don't think it's good or bad it's just a feature it's a feature of this music and i mean i guess it's uh, if you like hookiness and i i do like hookiness um but like i sort of understand these as being i mean we actually talked about um, Frank Ocean even being a little proggy last week, uh, and and there's something a little proggy about this in the in the way that like this sort of I don't even know what to call it. let's call it album oriented R and B hip hop right that like uh, uh, stands in relation to. Um, more commercially oriented hip hop or R and B in the same relation that prog stands. Uh, that you know, decades ago, Prague stood to rock, right? Like where it's it's many of the um, many right. of Prague. Prague is to Paul McCartney as like Solange is to Max Martin. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or like, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe hip hop would be the right. Um, you know, or or like uh, as Kendrick Lamar is to you know uh t- take your pick right and that that uh that that it's you know so so this is the i mean this is the point that i'm that i'm trying to make there isn't like uh you you don't you you you're sort of left not with because one of the things music does is it is it gives memorability, right? Like melody and rhythm give memorability to uh, a set of words or to you know um, uh, to part of a song or something like that. And this is and this doesn't do that. You're you're left not with the memorability of a particular moment, but the memorability of a whole of a whole experience, right? Of like a of a of a whole meal that you've eaten, though you couldn't necessarily uh, you couldn't necessarily piece out the ingredients in any one dish i mean that's interesting in that way what it's it's like especially and with 21 tracks in that way it right it is a it's a 21 course tasting menu right yeah uh, because exactly even even actually in that case if any any one course is amazing just the sheer amount it like makes it kind of hard to remember even you know even if there are standout moments um and you know on on the album there are moments every time it comes around it's like yes this is this is very cool uh you 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 reach the end and you kind of are left with a sense of an overall feeling. I do think, though, I think that, you know, the idea of, like, can you hum something? I feel like, again, to rephrase the question, is that are are you compelled to, apropos nothing, start humming? 
right? Like humming the song, right? So it's it's that, it, or another way is like, is this getting stuck in your head? Are there parts? Are there recognizable um, parts that are stuck in your head that you that you are wanting to to sing out loud and vocalize? And and the answer to that is is no. But that that the thing that is. You know, the contingent yes here, the qualified yes here, is that there's still – I mean I found there being – and I, I found this was the case for Frank Ocean as well. Um, and even actually – you know, even to the extent for, for Bon Iver also, um, uh, as well as then some of the um, other uh, hip-hop and R&B albums of this quarter, that there are – Moments still that are getting stuck in my head, but they there aren't they're 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 instrumental or they're they're incidental. There are things that are kind of modular or like repeated pieces. They're vibes, right? That are that are stuck in my head as opposed to the the core the part of the song that is this is the part of the song to get stuck in your head, right? Right? It's kind of non hierarchical in that way, right? I mean, yeah. I think it's kind of like a like a like a class like classical music, like a symphony or like a suite, right? Where like you're not going to there there are like parts of like of like famous classical music really kind of has these like famous parts right like you're not like apropos of nothing like oh you know like the 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 like the third minute of I don't know I'm, I'm having a very hard time thinking of a classical music piece but like the third Be- Beethoven's fifth yeah right. the third minute of Beethoven's fifth is like my jam right it's like but there are these kind of like little there are like what make these um what makes what makes it famous I think is is I mean other than like I guess like the historical significance and blah 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 but like the things that are sort of memorable I think for like the typical person about like that famous classical music is like you know it's like the like the vivaldi songs like the winter Vivaldi's, right yeah. you know the winter you know the win- the string sec that that violin right in winter that's not again i mean i'm sort of like relating it to like the way i'm experiencing an album like the solange album right like there's these like pieces musically that really are striking and they get in your head but you know i couldn't i couldn't hum like all of winter, you know, I, I would be able to hum that. Sure. Uh, well, there's, I mean, well, that's because you're a rube now. <laughs> <laughs> you are a, a, a heathen. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Well, that's spring, isn't it? Um, <laughs> now you're the heathen. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's funny that you pick Beethoven's fifth. And I guess you say the third minute to like distinguish it from the, you know, from the greatest hits album of Beethoven's fifth, which goes, right? Like, and I, even in symphonies, even in these works that are, that are, you know, on the order of an hour, 50 minutes to 90 minutes, let's say long in that like. Like, are meant to be kind of long attention span theater of uh, of sound. Um, there are moments in them that are songs. You know what I mean? Like like the Ode to Joy in Beethoven's Ninth is a song, or like or there are very melodic m- melodic ones. Like one I can never get out of my head is Beethoven's Third, which is like bum ba da 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 bum bum ba da. And uh, you know, and it's I, I guess we're not as familiar of it as like uh, you know with that. I you know I wonder actually being like ersatz music critics i wonder if we actually are not also kind of at a disadvantage in this regard because there's plenty of stuff um that we have reviewed that only later does it really click in for me you know what i mean that that only like after kind of months of living with it only then does it like worm its way in and like become part of my like mental just become part of my mental framework of of sound you know if we have a a week to prepare each album even if you listen to it you know twice a day it's still i mean there is this there's this time like the music needs to work on you a little bit over time and so i want you know i i wonder I wonder how these records will age, especially since they're very they're very of the moment. I wonder what happens with I wonder what happens with them when they when they are more when they're less a kind of a vital voice speaking to our time and more a document of a particular a particular social and musical moment. Like what the uh, you know what the like I I don't know the the list of like the fifty greatest uh, uh, you know. Know, 
the 50 uh, greatest prog R&B albums of, uh, you know, of the 20 teens were. I also, I, I sort of looked at, I, I, the nearest thing I think that we have is, uh, I don't know. I was trying to think of 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 what uh what what this is like and it's it's kind of like um oh it's it's like uh uh the whole the whole the whole stretch of albums that that we reviewed from like uh TFT 180 on right like uh uh the weekend, uh, uh, Fetty Wap, the Erica Badu mixtape, the uh, you know Kendrick's album. This whole, this whole uh, uh, life of Pablo views. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, uh, to a certain extent, Anony, right? Like the the uh, all the all this stuff. It's uh, and the Frank Ocean, um, the Frank Ocean album. Um, but, but there's something else that it's like. Oh, sorry. I, but but the but my point is this: this was slightly like I sort of think of those, and I think of like what was the most pathbreaking stylistically, and it, I think it might be Erica Badu, right? The mm. the the sort of the one that's kind of least easy to get a handle on in terms of traditional song structures and. Uh, traditional song structure structures and, and hookiness and, and they go, uh, they go in like an increasing order of user friendliness. And I guess I'm sort of, uh, the thing I'm trying to think is, is where does, um, where does this record fall on that continuum of user friendliness from just for the sake of argument, Erica Badu on, on one hand to, you know, I don't know, Cindy Lauper on the other side or something like what, what would be a very, uh, what would be a very, um, easy, uh, uh, easy pop album to listen to something, something, some of the Madonna that we reviewed from the eighties. Right. Uh, and, and I don't know, because I think actually, I think one of the things I liked about this most was it's, was it subtlety. Um, and, and that like, actually it's sort of when you unfold it, it gets, uh, there's a lot more, there's a lot more there than appears initially. Anyway, uh, I've, I've been droning on. What were you about to say? Well, no, I, you know, I think the one kind of piece that uh, that we did discuss um, in a historical stretch that I think is really relevant here that I was thinking about a lot is um, what's going on, um, Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On," um, and that in that it is also album oriented. Um, you know, the, I think the title of that episode, if I remember correctly, is uh, "Is Mar- Marvin Gaye an Indie Band." Um, and and I think that there are these themes about kind of uh, independence and independence as they relate to this kind of you know this intersectional identity of um, race, class, and gender, um, both kind of in the songs themselves and especially in, in in the the monologues, is kind of a sense of kind of you know what's going on now, right? Um, right. And 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 I think that there's a lot of different. Um, and and that that's not only just like what is you know the time jump, but I think that a way in which things are going on now is that it is a interface between the external and kind of the social um, and the internal, right? And that there's this kind of extreme awareness of of that. Um, and and I think that 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 is also tempered by something else I'd like to kind of say about genre. And I think that is, that that is distinctive about Solange. So one is is that the sounds that um, is the kind of connection connection to to soul jazz and funk um and that and a little bit less directly to kind of contemporary um hip-hop and kind of contemporary um electronic musics um but that said i think the other ingredient kind of uh, alongside these kind of um kind of this these various styles um of african-american music is that there's a few important pieces of kind of 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 kind of american indie music as well that are here um and i think i think especially that that 
um, in some of the ways that synths are deployed, um, that, uh, uh, that actually there are pieces that are like actually Bjork esque, right? So that, um, both, um, don't wish me well, um, near the end of the album, um, and cranes in the sky earlier on, um, both kind of the way they start with this interplay of strings and synths or kind of drones and synths, um, is, is remind, remind, remind me both of, um, Bjork's hyper ballad, um, from post. Um, and then there are elements in the vocal arranging, um, and the harmonies that I think, you know, uh, I, I believe one of the reviews kind of connected them to Minnie Ripperton and um, kind of several kinds of like R&B singing. But it's also something that in more proximally was kind of ripped off and modified by the Dirty Projectors um, and these kind of the the um, the various kind of harmonized, um, uh, 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 you know, vocal kind of uh, you know, the v- vocal slides. Right. And it is the oh, 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 well, a lot better than what that was. Um, but things that are kind of moving up and down in pitch in a, in a kind of in, in chorus, um, is, is kind of connected so that, and and again, I sort of see this, you know, in terms of this kind of what's going on now is that there is this kind of, and, and I think this connects to what's going on with this genre as a, um, uh, as a, as a whole is that, that there is this kind of connection to R and B soul, et cetera, but with kind of both sonically and with respect to this kind of presentation of self piece, this indiness thrown in. Right. And, and the, 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 and so the, that is kind of giving this, the, the, nowness is this kind of sense of the positioning of the self in society and the kind of negotiation or renegotiation of, of, of self in society. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's interesting because I think in some ways it's, I, I think a lot of the things that I, I used to characterize as like indie music are now just, they're all like our big pop stars, right? Or like, it's like the big pop music of the time. Like actually all of these albums that you kind of mentioned in the beginning of this, of this trend, like, um, the, what, I don't know what we're calling it yet, but the Prague, Prague R and B, the Prague R and B I'll use that. Yeah. Like this Prague R and B trend or Prague R and B or Prague, you know, like these indie hip hop albums. Mm. Um, it's just it's back backpackless uh, backpack, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Because there's right, it's there's no. Um, yeah, it's like Prada backpack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no like fro. There's no like sense of like throwing it back to like the right. It's there's no sense of like fro backness. It's, but it does sound. It's like. Th- you well, know, that's what like makes it Prague, sonically, right? Prague is progressive, right? Like, yeah, so, yeah, it's that's true. It's progressive, and like sonically, um, the music is like being made, and like the music is like, you know, like I don't want to say challenging, but it's definitely not like Max Martin, right? For sure, it's definitely like it's not Max Martin, and yet this is like our popular music, right? It's not like sonically uh, engineered to be hooky or. And it's not like EDM, which I would argue is also very just like Max Martin, but like more grating, right? Because the EDM <laughs> songs have like drops, you know, EDM songs have like a very like succinct structure that's like, you know, I think also hooky in that respect and easy to like to follow. Um, you know, th- these albums are not like that. They're, they're whole they're whole movements that kind of musically um have to be heard as albums, right? Uh, they have a lot of like spoken interludes, um, which I also think is interesting. They're not skits, right? It's not like the skits of old hip hop albums. It's like they're they're these spoken little monologues and interludes, um, and like they're part of. They're often maybe even over a musical track, uh, so they're part of the album. Like I think a lot more than like the way a skit really kind of always felt like a real like the part like up oh, we have stopped the album for the skit. You know, right. and these interludes are not like that. They're sonically a part of the album. Um, it's just to me, like culturally, like you said, Ryan, I think they have a lot. They feel like the early 2000s of indie rock. Right. Right. But now it's like our popular music and the stuff on the billboard charts. Um, and I think it's kind of cool that like culturally, like that kind of that feel is like a, a part of like the popular culture. Yeah. It's actually it's, it's basically just designed to kind of give like 
early to mid 30 something hipsters an identity crisis I mean, to, to make it about us right now it's like do i like indie music or pop music i don't know I, I mean i don't even know what indie music is anymore like and i think it's like weirdly it's like the things that are now like indie or like the i guess like i don't know like rock bands that are coming out all just are like these kinds of like uh, they're like throwback. They're, they're like, it's just like they're different reference points for people who are slightly younger than us. And it's like a little baffling to me, but yeah, exactly. I think it's interesting though. I think culture, like the kind of the spirit of indiness is definitely in here. The idea of like creating something, um, that's like different from it's different or independent or like kind of funded by yourself, you know, like created by the idea of like creating something um, apart from like the the like music industry structures that exist is is kind of a, a part of like popular music right now. I'm glad. Uh, uh, I'm glad that Solange could spend a lot of time and create an album that really throws into relief the plight of white 30 somethings uh, <laughs> who used to feel cool because their tastes were off the beaten path. And now, now that their tastes have been appropriated by the mainstream uh, are, are having identity crises, not about any basic need that's not being met, not about any unrectified, unremediated social justice issue uh but about like whether they are still cool or not but that's that's the that's the way to that's the, you got to hit people where they live <laughs> <laughs> and and this is where the uh, you know this is the the that that is the the design within reach table around which many people sit um and <laughs> um, and, and so I, and and so that is a a tremendous kind of act and it's and it's it's awesome right like there's there's something awesome about that i mean i i remember that there is a um uh, I, I remember, I guess part of this reading is from an article that I always found very funny and interesting was, uh, for, uh several years ago, uh, Solange took Jay-Z and Beyonce to a grizzly bear concert in Williamsburg. Um, and I, I feel like that's like, you know, it's so that, that these are the seeds of this, of this movement. Right. Um, and you know, you know, once, you know, the, um, you know, these mega pop stars are into indie rock, like it's, the, 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 this isn't ruin it this is like this like thank you thank you it makes like all pop music is like just getting cooler and cooler you know well yeah exactly well, so is the indie music and is so getting is the cooler. Indie, yeah exactly it's all getting everything's kind of moving towards this like more interesting place um but uh i mean we can you know matt to your point like I, I certainly don't need to belabor like how I feel about like being in my thirties. Like, I do. We, I, I need to <laughs> belabor that. I it's it's I'm having an existential crisis, guys. Like uh, you know, uh, all right. That's that's. But here's the thing. Of, I mean, although there are several um, intersectional dimensions on which we don't um, overlap with Solange, being in our 30s is one of them. I think she just turned 30 just this turned year. just turned 30, yeah. And that does give it a little bit of, of the album, a bit of a different energy. Um, I mean, it, I think that in terms of ways that we are kind of partitioning these recent albums, the ones that are the kind of by the uh, – I mean, they're, they're all – I guess Kanye is a Gen Xer. Right. Or like a, he's in he's kind of in the taint generation. Right. Kind yeah. Of, he's kind of be, Kanye's between kind of old millennial and young, young Gen Xer. And then all of the rest are kind of in this like and Solange and, and yeah, they're Beyonce. all about to hit 30 They're I mean, like the modal age is 30 or 28 or 29. These are the kind of narcissism of small millennial differences. Right. Um, but I think they, they matter, um, I guess, because right, I, I do think that because um, Beyonce is Kanye is my like Kanye is my age. I think Beyonce right. is exactly my age. But uh, I, yeah, I think she's um, she's she's 34 oh, she's or 35. 35. OK, so she's a year younger than me. But Con- uh, and Kanye is uh, is a year or two older. 
Um, Solange is 30. But the, and then, but I think I guess to contrast with Chance uh, or uh, Chance the Rapper or um, Frank Ocean, who are more firmly in their uh, like lid or late or mid uh, 20s, right? Kind of more squarely millennial. And so I think that there is something about uh, and and I don't necessarily mean to say that age and 30 somethingness is the most um, salient of the axes of identity, but it's it's there. I mean, again, this is a this is an album of hyper intersectionality, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I think that like one of the you know we we uh, and we talked about this last week as well, but like when adolescence was was theorized about, or, or when the the idea of adolescence as a, as an economically and socially constructed category and not as a like a biological truth handed down from God, right? Like a. Um, was theorized. Uh, I feel like there's been recent theory about emerging adulthood that we talked about on, on the last episode. And so like the, the, your chance, the rappers are emerging adults, right? And Solange, this, this statement feels like kind of, she has emerged right as, as an adult, uh, as an adult butterfly, right? right? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And that, um, uh, you know, there's, there's a sort of, Actually, with how low key it is, with how subtle it is, and how it doesn't, um, it wears the it wears the social comment a lot more like lightly than uh, uh, than some of the other ones that that we were talking about than Kendrick Lamar or than uh, um, than Frank Ocean. I guess the the uh, the the manifest content of which is a lot more is a lot more direct it's a lot more direct advocacy and this like there's there's almost this sort of there's this this i mean we talked about i mean uh when rachel talked about it, she talked about like images of fog uh and then we talked about like contemplate contemplation and there's a kind of melancholy right there's a i'm not sure if resignation is exactly uh is exactly the right word but there's rather than kind of insisting on agency and rather than kind of like a, 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 um, a yell of, uh, uh, a yell of, um, of kind of, uh, uh, Hey, I exist and I, you know, and I'm a person in the world. There's, there's almost more a, uh, there's been an encounter with kind of the limits of, with the limits of agency. And you can kind of see that a little bit in the, uh, the ode to self care, right? Like that's a little bit like, okay, we can't do all the things all the time. Like, uh, borderline is the name of the song. We can't do all the things all the time. Like, let's just, take a minute here and like tend to ourselves uh before we go back out in the world and and uh you know uh, uh go on our our love's mission our life's and our love's uh social mission right yeah no i mean i think um you know i think ryan kind of hinted at this earlier and i think i think the you know not to sound well, I, not what I, why am I saying not to sound like cheesy, but, you know, I think the, you know, the personal is political, right? And I do think, you know, in being so personal and in sort of, um, and in kind of like advocate, right, like advocating for self-care and just kind of giving voice to being like hurt and upset and angry is in itself like political, you know, and, and is, um, you know, and is definitely mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, I, de- I think it's definitely like in itself its own kind of statement. Like I, you know, having like taken the space and time to make a contemplative album at all is political. Well, right. And that's the seat at the table. Like mm-hmm. when there is already a presumed it's presumed. I think the, the, the phrase a seat at the table or having a seat at the table presumes is almost that there there was a seating chart. Um, yeah. And then and, and then one is is assuming or taking a seat is, is kind of taking up space. Right. And, right. It's taking up space. Right. And and like saying by voicing these things like at all, it's sort of, um, it, it, it is political, right. And by, by voicing these feelings and, and kind of voicing the vulnerability. And it's interesting because I do think, um, I guess it's, you know, like I'm bringing up lemonade here too, right? Yeah, like exactly. it's like kind of a similar, like having the kind of personal narrative is, is also political. I think the, like kind of a contrast is, I, I do feel like there's I still think lemonade tends to put up more of a kind of a narrative of like being 
enduring and being strong and like kind of putting up like the strength, right? And like always like that, like, you know, the, kind of like this idea that like black women are powerful because look, look at what we've endured and, and like put up with and we still maintain and we're still strong. And I think there's actually like Solange's message is almost like a little different, like, you know, that it's it's also, you know, and I think Beyonce says this kind of too, but there's a little bit more of like this kind of like it's it's OK to like be sad and it's OK to be and to be angry um, there's less of this sort of like message about endure, like, you know, like she says, like, I need to take care of myself. I don't need to, and I don't need to like put up, I don't need to go out and put out the front, you know, to your point, I I'm going to, you know, I need to take care of myself. I, I can, I need to be vulnerable. I need to be sad. I need to be angry angry i need to just have the full range of being able to like express these feelings right and be, and to be angry in a way that's not like that's not an engine of righteous social change that's like a personal emotional experience that needs to be that needs to be dealt with right like because i feel yeah. like they're in in the some of the more like energetic uh in in some of the singers that or some of the artists that you're talking about where the advocacy is a little more straightforward and the kind of the exhortation to rise up is a little more straightforward right there there's plenty of anger, but it's anger as a it's anger as kind of a fire that boils the you know that that boils the steam that's going to power the engine of of your own activism and and creating social change. Whereas like Solange is saying like I am weary of the ways of the world, right? Like and and also like be weary of the ways in the world. And later on when that when that lyric comes back, be leery about your place in the world, which seems to like this to introduce this like we said contemplation. You also could say sort of doubt or irony to the, um, uh, you know, sort of a doubt or or irony. Like one one of the things I really appreciated about this record is that it always stands up for the kind of the individual experience over and above uh, a political condition, right? Like, and in this song, Weary, the refrain that's, uh, I'm going to look for my body. I'm going to look for my body, right? I think to, to me has, has a valence of like, I'm going to recreate, I'm going to reconnect with my own individual experience, right? I'm going to like, like go back to my like actual, like baseline bodily experience of life, uh, and, and connect with that. And then, uh, I'll be back like real soon. Um, that's a retreat, right? Like it involves like going away from the world, away from, uh, away from activism, away from advocacy, away from, um, kind of like fronting, like you're, like you're strong and kind of tending to, uh, tending to yourself, Um, tending to yourself in a way and finding and and finding in this, and I don't want to draw a dichotomy, uh, where this is weak and the other way is strong, right? Like this is, this is strong in its own way because it insists on, it insists that it's entitled to what it needs, this point of view, you know? yeah, and it's it's totally there in from the beginning of the album, right? It's there in Rise, right? Fall in your ways so you can crumble. Fall in your ways so you can sleep at night. Fall in your ways so you can wake up and rise, right? Um, and and so that progression is really interesting about kind of crumbling or collapsing, of of resting or retreating, and then returning. Right. Um, and um, and and I think that that is is interesting is allowing yourself to fall. Right. Um, and, and allowing yourself that moment. It's it's like it's the strength of weakness. Right. Um, and and kind of uh, and that there is there is a strength in that um, because this is because these battles are battles that never end. Right. Um, and it's, it's there kind of in the um, in in the end as well, um, in the last of the ma- uh, Master P um, uh, monologues. Um, where is it? It's um, it's the, the very last line of the um, of the album um, that is that it's elusive to me right now. Um, but it is um, Master he says, um, now we came here as slaves, but we're going out as royalty uh, and able to show that we truly that we are truly the chosen ones. Right. Um, and I, I feel like that kind of circles. And especially if you're listening to the album um, on repeat, then that circles right back through to fall in your ways so you can crumble, following your way so you can sleep at night, following your ways so you can wake up and rise. And I think this is interesting, right, because contrasting it with Lemonade, um, that, that Lemonade has a much more. 
kind of classic narrative arc um and uh, and, and there is the kind of the suspicion the doubt right that even you know especially in the visual album there are kind of it's narratives of these stages of of like the stages of death and dying as opposed to a, a relationship but it ends in a kind of um it, it ends in a kind of reconciliatory song and then um and then formation right um and and that that there is a much more of a kind of here is where we culminate uh and that there is a and there's something more about this that even though there is that is this because this is circular it's an endless cycle of falling and rising um and and that they um and and because you fall doesn't doesn't isn't kind of a normative judgment but that that is kind of part of these process. And I, again, I think that those circularities are there in the album as a structure of the album as a whole. And then within a lot of these individual songs, there are these modular loops that kind of, kind of, whether it's in the musical tracks or in the vocal lines, these things kind of are these little micro cycles hmm. that repeat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to, I mean, I want to, if it's okay, I want to like go into, I want to go into more songs yeah. and the one, yeah, the, totally. the obvious one to me for, for us to go into is, uh, uh, it's called metal cranes, isn't it? Um, oh, crane, cranes in the or sky. cranes in the sky, metal clouds, cranes in the sky are, uh, are metal clouds. Um, yeah. yeah and absolutely. that like, and that this, the, is this the gentrification song? Um, no, this isn't the gentrification song. This is the materialism song. Uh, where's the, where's the gentrification song? Oh, where do we go? Is the gentrification song, uh, That that I just because we talk about urbanism and gentrification so much, it, it seemed like, uh, uh, you know, one that's that's right in our lane. Um, you know, I just, uh. I, you know, I don't know. I just appreciated the art of it. I think like in the, in the repeated line of where do we go from here? Uh, where do we go from here? Um, I don't know where to go. I don't know where to stay, uh, punning on two senses of stay, stay, meaning like stay over where I'm going to actually sleep tonight and, uh, stay as opposed to, uh, stay as opposed to go. And then the line, where do we go from here? Um, where and here, uh, you know, being, uh, uh, being kind of homonyms like, uh, or, or having a kind of a, a similar, having sort of a similar, having a similar sound. I just thought it was poetically, poetically very good. Um, but this idea, I mean, this idea of, uh, I, I don't know. I very often we, I, I feel like we are often the party of the colonizers in terms of gentrification, right? Like, because I do like when the coffee shops go in because I like, uh, ridiculous coffee. Um, but fr- from the point of view of the, from the point of view of the displaced, right? Like the sense of dispossession in like, this used to be ours. This used to be you and I's what, uh, what used to be mine say your goodbyes is this sort of, you know, recapitulating, um, recapitulating in the, like the trendy urban neighborhood register, the, the story of like uh, sort of the story of the black experience in, uh, in America of kind of appropriation and, and sort of being driven off of, uh, uh, being driven off of your, your culture a little bit. I mean, it's, it's so interesting because there's also a, the, the, the there's a, a, uh, it's so interesting that there's another like so I think that there is the story about gentrification that's there, but then there's also um, the, the 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 story that's quoted alongside this is also about um, the uh, Solange and Beyonce's mother uh, mother's parents, so Solange and Beyonce's grandparents being um, run out of town in in Louisiana um, as a result of a kind of um, racially charged union incident uh, in the in the kind of salt mine uh, where where their grandfather worked. Um, and so that there is kind of a there are there's kind of the the there's there there are, are both the kind of 
active forces of displacement and being run out of town and then the kind of being kind of slowly walked out of town right um and uh and 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 i think that these are are these these kind of um, parallel or kind of um, uh, of, of kind of multiple uh, forces of kind of exclusion that kind of happen um, all all together, right? Or kind of there are, there are many modes of of kind of being pushed out of what was your home and kind of not not necessarily owning what was what was yours. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, I think just even. I mean, it's just like it's interesting because I think even just saying you know the rest of this album kind of focusing on like resting and recharging, I think implies like that, you know, you feel like you have a home, right. And that home is yours and it's like a steady thing. Um, and I think right, it's, it's hard to, to rest if you feel like you have to like grab your go bag uh, and well go. Right. And it's, go, and it's, right. and it's hard to recharge if there, if you don't have an electrical outlet to call your own. Right. No, exactly. And I, I think, you know, I think there is, you know, it's, it is like something that I think it's worth mentioning this idea, like, you know, not that it's, you know, it, it can, it can't always be taken for granted, right? This idea that you have a home that you're entitled to and it is yours. Right. And that, um, like, and that, you know, um, that there's, you know, that, that the African-American experience is characterized, you know, you know, at times by this sense of like, I, you know, constantly being displaced. Right. And I think, I think it is hard to, as a result, again, I think it also speaks to the kind of larger, like kind of political message or like the, like kind of, in, you know, what's strong about the message is that, you know, there's the, the seat at the table is also like the home where you can lie, where you can go to bed and sleep. Right. And you, it's yours and it's permanent and it's, um, and there's no, no one can claim it. Right. I think that's the other thing about a home, right? Like a home is a thing that, you know, you feel like a home is a place that no, no one else has any other claims to. Um, and I think that's, I, I think that's also like kind of like a powerful thing, right? Like this is a home. No, like really no one else has any other claims to it, which I think is actually maybe an interesting interlude into the FUBU song. Right. Which is very explicitly about like the song is the song is about like the song is the song is for black people. It's not right. It's not for me. Um, And even has the line, which I quoted in the beginning about, you know, don't feel bad that you can't sing along. Just be glad that the whole while that you have the whole wide world. Um, I just think it's right. Again, I think that speaks to this idea of like home, right? Like she like literally on the album, there is this home created. Right. And it's this space. that's like, it's a, it's, it's like a, it's a sonic space, but it's also this like physical space created, um, to, to sing along and like, and, and, and to be a safe space for like the, for black listeners. Right. And, and like, we're welcome. We're less interesting. It's like the, like white listeners are and look you can i'm like you can listen but it's not for you but it's okay if you're listening well, <laughs> you have the rest you have you have the rest of the album or or like you have well, the rest of the world you, yeah right? the rest of me, the whole wide world right you have all you have so much and it's there in um the interlude that features solange's mom uh, tina lawson right the um tina taught me um where um she says right um it's such beauty in black people and it really saddens me when we're not allowed to express that pride in being black and that if you do it's considered anti-white right and it's it's a very kind of um it's it's an excellent kind of expression um of that right um and and i think it's also there a little bit in the um the 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 um interlude from her her father um the uh dad was mad right and kind of telling his his story of segregation and uh racism and that ends that was my childhood i was angry for years angry very angry uh, and actually just as a interesting kind of thing about both of these in looking at um the the production notes for these two is that 
Uh, and this kind of is an interesting thing where so these are these two kind of quotes from her parents about their experience of growing up black. And and at least a production credit on The Dad Was Mad is shared by Dave, Dave Longstreth of The Dirty Projectors. Yeah. Uh, and of Tina Taught Me as a, a um, uh, production credit from David, David Sitek of TV on the Radio. Mm-hmm. So, right, so this is a, exactly this kind of, there is this amazing kind of moment where, so, so here's what's happening, and I kind of put a point on this, right, is that and this is what's amazing is that there's an appropriation of of uh, of early 2000s indie rock right uh and it's and uh and uh and it's so it's not only it is like you know the well this doesn't have to be for you or about you right it's a i mean that that also another way of interpreting the line in fubu is kind of a you're so vain right like <laughs> like you probably think this song is about you yeah yeah, yeah this mm-hmm. yeah this, you're so vain you probably thought this song was about your hegemonic culture um, <laughs> right um and 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 still i you know and 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 i am um and yet that that it is there that um you know i'm i'm i guess i'm just excited that it, that i wasn't just imposing um the kind of like icons and sounds um of like early 2000s indie there but like she drew them in and th- these guys like um like the guys from the indie you know the brooklyn bands of the early 2000s have a seat at her table and she's granted them so she's kind of um you know she's kind of turned that table so to speak um and is kind of appropriated or, or or kind of sampled that in the kind of telling of of her family's stories um and and of of their experiences and kind of creating something that is um it's very much about her experience and and her kind of um and and the the ways in which that radiates out through family and and place this um, I'm, I- I'm well. I, I like. Sorry. I want to. I want to weigh in and drop a big steam and turd on this. Uh, this area of the discourse, if I can, um, that, as I always try to do. Like I, I'm. I'm curious in this and what it says about kind of our enterprise of doing criticism about this album, right? Because like kind of yoking together a number of things in the. Um, uh, in the Where Do We Go song, the the sort of the idea of problematizing property rights. Right. Mm-hmm. And and in in uh, the FUBU song, like the idea of a kind of discursive property, right, that you can kind mm-hmm. of establish uh, that. I wonder if we're not trespassing on that. Uh, yeah. I wonder if we're not trespassing on that a little bit by um, by talking about it. And like I sort of I, I wonder, you know, I, I, I always wonder in in things like this and the idea of kind of like the idea of identity politics and the idea of sort of pluralistic society is seems to be more openly on the table than normal given the kind of the social and political uh, and and by political i mean like as regards the exercise of power and uh, as regards electoral politics um happenings of the last uh you know the last year uh, year, year and a half, and kind of how we come to uh, how we come to talk about uh, talk about it and talk about our um, talk about liberal democracy, talk about our polity, talk about pluralistic society, uh, society in general. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day, the, the Ezra Klein podcast, where he was intru- uh, interviewing Francis Fukuyama, who uh, formerly of what University of Chicago, now I think of Stanford, who wrote mm-hmm. a book uh, that was kind of much discussed and and uh, uh, controversial in its way called the end of history. Um, the argument of which near as I can tell was that like liberal democracy is such a dominant model in the world that like big uh, political changes seem to be no longer seem to be no longer possible. This was pre nine 11 for what it's worth. I think when this, when this book, came out but like kind of post cold war right yeah exactly it was the it was a sort of post cold war theory of like eternal detente or something like that um uh and and they were talking about this they were talking about uh liberal democracy pluralistic society on on the podcast and his um he uh francis fukuyama as you might expect railed against uh, quote unquote what he called identity politics and talked about a like forging a new uh, 
uh, a new identity as Americans. And he talked about it in a way that I thought was simplistic and frankly kind of colonial. But the, the, I wonder if Solange doesn't have a better metaphor actually for what that, what that looks like. Right. And it's, it's, it's in the seat at the table. Right. In the mm-hmm. metaphor, in the metaphor of kind of fellow, whatever, diners, discussants, uh, socializers, yeah. friends kind of sitting around a table for the sake of argument. Uh, imagine that it's a circular table for the same reasons that Arthur's round table was a was a circular table. Right. Because there's no head in in everybody having a seat. Everyone feels represented and implicitly everyone acknowledges the right of everyone else to be there. And that's, mm-hmm. and I think that's the, I think that's the important thing, right? Like, cause I would like to wade into a song like Mad, but I feel like it's not, I feel like it's not my place. I mean, I feel like the thing that I can do, um, the, 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 I feel like the, the best thing you can do, uh, in a situation like that, maybe even as a critic is to sort of listen and acknowledge that the experience is legitimate and acknowledge that the experience ought to be talked and sung about. And and actually in the case of Matt wrapped about as well. And that like, and, and, and and, and that, and that is just like a wonderful, like Lil Wayne appearance, right? We, it's, it's very interesting that, you know, um, that we, we also talked a bit, um, on Chance the Rapper's album of Lil Wayne's great guest verse on no problem. And so these are kind of like, uh, you know, that, um, Lil Wayne is kind of turning in a number of like prominent assists, uh, in, 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 in these albums. Right. Um, and, and, and I think that that is something that I was always kind of happy to, um, like see. And, it's also, and, or, it's oddly personal, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I don't know. It's, it, it feels the persona, um, the persona seems toned down and the personality seems turned up a little bit. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's the, the Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, uh, singer songwriter moment. Right. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, but I think that this is right. And I, I, I'm, I was, as I was thinking about this album and, and, and what to say about it, I was giving mind something that we talked about when we talked about, um, to pimp a butterfly, which was like that, you know, really like, you know, the, 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 it feels like the fitting response is for us to just sit, like acknowledge the, acknowledge the album and sit in silence for yeah, an hour. But, but, but it's not, it's not just that, right? Because it's not, I feel like there is an active step. It's, it's kind of not like, okay, yeah. you do, you do do you and I'll be I'll be like sitting on my hands worried that I'm going to offend. It's yeah. it's not to sit in silence. It's to sit at the table, right? And yeah. to sit, and to no, let no, the exactly and to kind of allow allow the other point of view to be at the table mm-hmm. with you. And now I will allow other points of view to be at the table by shutting well, up. Yeah. Well, you know, when I mentioned that line in FUBU, I don't think I was discursively trying to comment on like whether or not like the what what the. Uh, like I was not trying to come. I was just. I think what I found interesting about that line in Fubu is that I think the rest of the song was like about creating the discursive space, and then it suddenly pivots and addresses like people outside of that discursive space, right? Like who the song is like not necessarily for, and I don't think it's like. Um, I don't think it's like we, I, I think it's like if you're sitting at the table, it's totally, it's probably wise to listen and read the sign that says, don't sit in my seat. Right. Which Mm -hmm. is, I think all that line is right. Like you can sit at the table, but please don't sit in my seat. That is a personal violation. Well, and then like, I think that like personal violate, right. It's like, these things are personal. They're not just like, abstract systemic things they are like physical personal violations of space well and then i think the other kind of piece of this is that in another part of being a good um a good like citizen of the table uh is is to you know a good table um has conversation that flows and shares focus right like a bad table is one side of the table uh, or one person at the table monopolizes mm-hmm. um like we've all been at that wedding table uh, <laughs> um and and maybe we've been and if and like if, like if you don't think you have you've been that person <laughs> always always <laughs> um 
and and so finding that way to share the focus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and right. So I, I think this is a very important point that you mentioned, Matt. That it's not just because being totally silent or not acknowledging is getting up from the table and walking away, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And then and then and then like finding another table and then just like playing Vampire Weekend at that table. <laughs> 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 that that's that's not the right way to that is not the right response vampire I, I vampire, like, vampire weekend is never a path to social progress <laughs> yeah exactly the, the 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 road to change does not go through cape cod <laughs> like, um well i think that i mean any any party shots uh on on a seat at the table uh on 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 solange um or or do we do we do we set it free oh uh, no i i was just like on a very personal note i i think i you know why i can't relate to like all the ways like Solange's like intersectional identity plays out. I do think it, it, the album does resonate strongly with me in that. I think she really conveys kind of like just how tiring these things, like how tiring, Mm -hmm. um, like it's like emotionally and physically draining to deal with the world that is like, like, and all these like microaggressions. And like, I think the kind of like, uh, how exhausting that is. And I, I think she really conveys like the sense of exhaustion just like really powerfully on this album. And then like, I think her conveying that and then saying that it's time for us to all take a nice restorative, like rest and come back like stronger the next day is I think very, uh, it resonates and is very inspiring. Yeah, absolutely. That, uh, that we will, so that, so that we will, we rest so that we can rise. Right. Um, and, and we, so now it is time for us to sleep. Um, but we will, we will, we will rise again to continue to, uh, to overthink, um, the albums that come up and, and, uh, and, uh, it's been, it's been an interesting quarter already, right. That, and an interesting year in that there is, um, kind of a very, kind of strong coherence and you know there are these moments when we started we were um you know about it was three years ago now when we became a music podcast and it was this kind of um female-led synth pop moment right um and i i and 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 that you know through lord and churches um was was a lot of what pulled us in yeah God, becoming- can, can, can you i can't wait till lord's next prog r&b album drops it is. It, I mean, it's right because this is where things are. So you uh, imagine um, that 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 is um, that, that it's 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 one only hopes that she sticks to the landing. Um, but that, it, regardless, you know, we have there is just so much of note that is just so fascinating going on in this space, right? If you know, it's an exciting time to be working in this intersection of uh, of pop uh, and indie, right? Um, and we're, we're excited to, to have, uh, all of our listeners here with us at our table and kind of join, join the conversation. Uh, and you know, that this is a table that goes, uh, that, that goes around and around. Uh, and so join the conversation, uh, on many of our social media channel channels, um, uh, on, on Twitter at TFT podcast on Facebook, uh, we're theory for turntables, um, and on the show notes at overthinking um, where we can kind of discuss this album and really give it a spin um share share the uh share the album with someone in your life who might enjoy it share this episode with someone in your life um and and the conversation uh will go on um and so we will see you again next week and until then keep it real